Welcome back to Eye on Health. On Dubai Eye 103.8. With Arab Health. I'm Helen Farmer. Great to have you with us here on Dubai Eye 103.8. You are listening to Eye on Health, brought to you by MedLab Middle East and Arab Health. We're speaking now to Dr. Sarah Rasmi, psychologist and MD of Thrive Wellbeing Centre, discussing how some companies are really prioritising their employees' well-being, not only for being lovely bosses, but also that bottom line. And today we're exploring wellness in the workplace, wellness in society, both physical and mental. And who better to invite into our studio today than Dr. Sarah Rasmi, psychologist and managing director of Thrive Wellbeing Centre. You've done a huge amount of work around employee wellness and I'm always a little bit skeptical about how seriously companies take this um I feel like for some it's a bit of a box ticking exercise um and I wondered why you feel like you want to prioritize this and really put it front and center in lots of companies that perhaps it might not have even occurred to be exploring and looking after their employees in this way so corporate well-being is something that we've noticed a huge surge in interest since the beginning of the pandemic. A lot of companies were reaching out to us because obviously people were very stressed. There were a lot of tough times that all of us went through Mm -hmm. and they understood that having employees who weren't doing well is not good for the organizational culture as well as the bottom line in addition to not being good for the individual employees. So we've done a lot of work over the last few years and now it's one of the biggest areas of Thrive. We're still primarily a, a, a psychotherapy clinic, but we do a lot of work with organizations. And I have to say that there are many things that we can do, but some things work better than others. And of Mm -hmm. course, everything will depend on whether it is a box ticking exercise and if there are going to be complementary and supplementary things that are happening within the organization too. Can I ask them what does that look like in practice? And you don't need to name any names, but if you think of a company that you're working with who really are prioritizing their employees' well-being, mental, I'm in this situation, what does that actually mean on a day-to-day or monthly basis for that company? Sure. So one of the first uh, organizations that approached us at the beginning of the pandemic really just wanted to do everything that they could and they took a very holistic approach and we're still working with them until now and what we do is every single month we have a 90-minute webinar targeting whatever the pain points their employees are experiencing and we get that data through Uh, different forms. Uh, One of the things that we also offer to their employees is individual support. So what happens is we find out from the therapists who are working with these individual employees what the common themes are. We feed it back obviously anonymously and at an aggregated level to the management and we say okay these are the different things people are struggling with and this is how we're going to address them and then we end up giving them a toolkit Mm -hmm. so that they can use it. And it's a monthly thing, so we've seen, you know, different themes and different phases. In in terms of, I don't want to say trends, but perhaps patterns or seasonality. Um, Everyone I speak to at the minute seems on the edge of burnout right now. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I think uh, most... uh, most therapists are incredibly busy where they are marriage counsellors or you know looking at assessments. So what, what patterns have you noticed? What are some of the themes that you've touched on in those 90-minute webinars? A lot of it at the beginning was anxiety-related, mm-hmm. health-related, social anxiety, managing the transition back to work. We had some relationship things. And then more recently, we've been doing a lot of different series. So a three-part on how to empower children, uh, 
you know, positive discipline strategies and these sorts of things. That's really interesting. So it's looking at things outside of the workplace as well. Companies truly understanding then that they are working with the whole person, not just someone exactly. who's turning up to work. Because, I mean, I, you're a parent as well, but if I've had a rough drop off with, with my kid or... I'm feeling out of control at home, then I can't help but bring that self to work. Absolutely. And it's also helpful for people in the organization to know that other people are experiencing the same joys and the same struggles. Because a lot of times our interaction, especially when things were virtual and hybrid, was more limited. And we do kind of tend to focus on our colleagues as other employees rather than as whole people, like you just said. Um, I'm curious in terms of when we look at people higher up the, the hierarchy, how important do you, do you think it is that they model looking after their own mental health to employees? It's fundamentally important. And I think what's also extremely important, and we've done this with a lot of organizations as well, is equipping with them with the tools they need to be able to reach out to someone that looks like they might be struggling mm-hmm. and signpost them to the relevant resources, whether it's internal to the organization or external. And I think that, you know, modeling self-care, but also healthy organizational practices. If you have a boss who is emailing you at at two o'clock in the morning, even if they're telling you, don't reply, don't reply. Yeah, you're still still going to get that Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So modeling that really, really crucial. I wanted to ask you a little bit about company culture then. Are you noticing certain industries or, um, you know, companies from certain demographics that are perhaps embracing this at the moment are really at the forefront or is there no rhyme or reason? It's pretty much across the board, actually. If I think about all of the companies that have either approached us or we've worked with, I would say it covers all industries because I think something that's happened over the past few years is everybody's lives across all segments of society got impacted. And I think that's being reflected at the organizational level too. I find this really encouraging to hear uh, that there are companies who are being so proactive around this. Um, But you said the words yourself earlier, bottom line. Mm -hmm. And of course, a lot of this is wanting to create that company culture, wanting to retain good staff, wanting to attract great staff. But of course, there's going to be some benefits to productivity and the business side as well. What do we know in terms of data and research that's been done in that space? We know that if you have somebody who is burnt out or really struggling in one way or another, they are more likely to get injured on the job. They're more likely to take sick days. They're more likely not just to be absentees, but to be presentees coming in, clocking in and not really doing very much of anything. The quiet quitting we've been hearing (laughs) about. Exactly, exactly. And then sometimes if people are feeling frustrated and they're having a difficult time, uh, they end up you know, connecting with other people over that. And then if a lot of people are experiencing the same thing, it can Mm -hmm. shift the mood in the office. Well, (laughs) I've heard a lot about this from various friends and and not colleagues, I should be careful to say, contacts recently about this kind of end of year rush, the pressure that's put on everybody. Um, And I wondered if you've got any advice for people listening today who are feeling burnt out in the workplace and perhaps not supported as well as, you know, some of the companies uh, we're seeing here in the UAE are supporting their employees. What can individuals do to take charge of that? Well, preventing burnout in an ideal world, but most likely dealing and mitigating it. 
Well, I think one of the things that you mentioned is important to think about, and that is that we're at the end of the year and there is that mad dash. All of us have way too much on our plate, even more than we've had throughout the course of the year. And so we need to remember that our bodies are designed to handle stress and anxiety. And so we can get through it. The finish line is almost there. (laughs) Hopefully that there's some rest and recovery time over the break and everyone gets to take some kind of a break. So that thought can help kind of give you the little push. But in general, I think I say this all the time about everything. We have to go back to basics. We have to make sure that we're eating well, we're sleeping well. It's very, very important that we're connecting with others. When we're uh, working outside of the home, it's important that at work as well as in the rest of our lives, we're doing things that bring us meaning and joy. And it's not just Groundhog Day Mm -hmm. each and every single day. If you could kind of create, I'm going to give you all the power now, Dr. Sarasmi, <laughs> but if you could create a workplace or build a company culture from the ground up, what are some of the key things that you would like to have in place in the most optimum workspace and company, be that practical facilities or ideologies? And I'm going to, you can say between three and five. <laughs> okay. Because I know we could be there, here I have day. a long wish list. Uh, I think that overall what I would really want to cultivate and what I've tried to cultivate in my company is for people to have a sense of psychological safety, mm-hmm. that it's okay to say that this isn't going well and I need help and please support me. Or I notice that you might be struggling with this. How can I help you? How can we work together? So the psychological safety, the sense of collaboration, feeling is especially important, working towards a common goal. I think it's also important to have some kind of boundaries, but I believe very firmly in uh, flexibility and firmness at the same time. We need to have a structure. Structure is predictable. It helps us get things done, but we also have to understand that things go awry. And sometimes we need to recalibrate and agility is really important. Mm-hmm. So I think that might have been more than five. No, but that's I okay. tried. <laughs> no, but I, I wanted to ask you as well about facilities. And we think about a space to work in and uh, let's be honest, we probably spend more time in our in our offices or our place of work than we often do in our homes or certainly waking hours. What would that space um, offer? For me, I think what's important is that everybody has something there that makes them feel comfortable and that reminds them of themselves and makes them feel rooted and at home. And that can be, you know, little trinkets or ornaments. I think it's important to have a warm and cozy space. I think it's good to have a mix of open spaces for people to be able to come together, whether it's socially for a coffee time or for meetings. What about free pizza on a Friday? It's a classic. It's a classic. We're looking after employees thing. Is any any insights on actually is this something that employees really value or would they rather have, I don't know, a massage or a sit down with a therapist? You know, I think if it were me, I would rather say, here you go, go and get a pizza with your family, (laughs) leave early, spend a couple hours extra with them on a Friday. You'll probably enjoy that more. So sometimes it is a little bit of a, a box ticking exercise, but at least the the intention yes, and the, the gesture is there. And you know what? Who doesn't like free pizza? Yeah. <laughs> um, I about a finance app out of the UK, and the CEO has been very open about his own mental health struggles, and they now have a therapist on site. Is this something you think we could ever see here in Dubai? We do it. You do it? We do it, yes. So we have employee assistance programs where organizations will engage our services and their client, their employees, they reach out to us anonymously. They give us 
their name or code or some identifying information so we know they're eligible and we see them individually. We have the capacity to do it on site, but a lot of companies don't want to do it on site because then and now with the, the normalization of online sessions, a lot of what we're doing is being done remotely. But this is one of the things I was telling you about that company before. We have with them the monthly sessions. We have as well the individual sessions and they cover uh, up to six sessions per employee. And if they leave a lot to our discretion. So if we feel like someone would really benefit from, from more, we make that case and they approve it. So it's amazing. Lastly, I just want to come back to a word you just said, which was normalization. And I feel like for an awful lot of people, there's a lot of masking of behaviors. There's a lot of, um, I don't want to have to go to HR and say that I am struggling or that I've, I'm suffering from depression or work is giving me anxiety. Um, Unfortunately, there is still a lot of stigma around that, especially in the workplace. And I would, I would, I would guess, and please correct me about not being able or willing to show that vulnerability. Um, what do you think companies can do to destigmatize some of the issues that are very, very real for a lot of their employees? So many different things. I think one of the things is talking about the issues. I think it's important when patients they show that humanity of having struggled or suffered because or, or, or all of us have outside of the workplace. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So having those conversations, creating a space where people can can share their struggles, having access to to resources for people who maybe don't want to go to HR but still could benefit from something to enhance their well being and, and uh, prevent any mental health challenges. But then also like I was referencing a few moments ago as a provider, we can work with the organization to really make sure that the identity is protected. Some people will not trust that no matter what. Uh, and in that case, they still have access to the other tools that are available to them. But generally, it works well. And lastly, um, I guess a resolution for all the perhaps HR directors today, company owners listening today, if they could change just one thing for 2023 to really enhance their employees wellness in the workplace what would you like that to be talk to them see what's going on with them take that very very valuable data and use it to inform policies and to make changes if you're not getting anything usable then ask the question in a different way ask the question in a different format and hopefully you'll find something that you can use to improve your organization. Dr. Sarah Rasmi, thank you so, so much. Really, really valuable. And I hope an awful lot of people listening today, whether they are employees who want to be affecting a change from their side or indeed are in positions of power to make that workplace better for everyone, uh, really do pay attention to your wise words today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Dr. Sarah Rasmi there. Up next, we're in conversation with Dr. Thuraya. She's a clinical psychologist and explaining how so many people are struggling with their mental health right now. Eye on Health with Arab Health on Dubai Eye 103.8.